0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, we are continuing our coverage of the Panic Fest. Today we have a very special guest. The man is the main reason we're going to have a ton of extra content coming out in the next couple of weeks. He is the brains behind the best genre fest in the world as stated by movie maker magazine in 2019 2020 and 2021 that is panic fest now he does not only do panic fest but he also has a website called downrightcreepy.com where they interview review and give you latest news sources on horror movies that are coming out the great the awesome always seems like he's way better dressed than i am tim (laughs) canton how you doing
1: i feel like that interview or that introduction was uh Way better than anything I've ever got. So, uh, <laughs> I nice! appreciate it.
2: Yeah. So Tim, right away, I want to say congratulations to ten years of It's Ten years of doing this—the tenth one. It's insane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, it's interesting because we always catch ourselves. We're like, it's ten years. Technically, it's a tenth anniversary, and it's <laughs> nine years. But we, <laughs> but we never catch ourselves, and we're like, it feels like ten. So we've just <laughs> stuck with it because we did two in one year. But we can get to that maybe later. Yeah.
0: So if I could ask the first question to start off, and then uh, I, Chris has a ton of them for you because yeah. I, I I got some research here, but I just want to know where did the idea for the Panic Fest come from? Like when when was it? Like I mean, ten years ago, I think I was actually still living in Kansas City, so I know I know like kind of what the atmosphere was. Like was it over like pints at you know, Buzzard Beach? Or was it like, you know, we Like, where did the idea for Panic Fest at Kansas City come from?
1: Yeah, it was actually a mutual friend of Adam Roberts and I, Adam Roberts, the owner of Screenland. He had just taken it over, you know, a few months prior. And I was looking to do some stuff with Alamo or Screenland uh, for Downright Creepy to host events. So we were hosting like The Walking Dead and American Horror Story and sure. some stuff like that, and then some movies. and one night after one of those screenings, Adam was like, Hey, would you ever want to do a film festival? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And It was like almost as simple as that. And then we got into the details of the first fest and quickly realized we had a lot to learn, um, to put one together. And we continue to do so over the years. So yeah, it was a mutual friend, Dana Collins, who is actually someone who used to work for allied advertising locally, who promotes a lot of films. And then they left and she went mm-hmm. to Alamo and then uh, she left there and now she's just helping us with the fest and doing some stuff with Southern uh, Documentary Film uh, Company so she was our origin story um, and ironically she's now doing our Director of Marketing and Public Relations for us so it's full circle nice. it's awesome
2: so I, I wanted to mention the, you guys showed some wildest fuck films like the, a couple of years ago one of my favorite movies I saw at the Pank Fest was Uncle Peckerhead um, the little premiere of it so as a punk rock kid, I really connected with that movie. So, um, what criteria does a film have to meet to be shown at this festival?
1: Yeah, we get asked that quite a bit. I think I don't know if I have criteria for a film per se, mm-hmm. but like I program the shorts, for instance. Adam sure. programs the features, and then I have some weight on features. Um, If he asks, like, what is your opinion? I'll give it. Or if I see something that maybe is falling on the radar, maybe he didn't think about, I'll say, hey, why don't we try and get this? So we collaborate on that, but he's really holding down the features for the most part, and I'm Mm -hmm. holding down the shorts. So I can speak specifically for shorts that I try and program it a little bit, I think, like a DJ might have set because uh, yeah. I have to put these blocks together, and we have 53 of them, because I just keep adding <laughs> them. Adam <laughs> keeps lighting <laughs> me, so I'm like, yeah, I'll take more, because uh, there's some good stuff here. Um, so, yeah, I kind of program it like a DJ, and we have so much time in each block, but I don't want to put two things in there about, like, a haunted doll or, like, some paranormal <laughs> thing. You don't want to yeah. put them in the same block, and you don't want like 15 web minutes. Yeah, and you don't want like 15-minute films to just, because it feels longer, so you kind sure. of do an ebb and flow, and you'll do like a three-minute one here and a 15-minute one here and make sure the content's different. So for me, it's about programming those blocks appropriately and not over-programming certain types of stuff and taking the mm-hmm. best versions of those sub to put in that programming. I think Adam tries to do the same thing, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So... I know this year you guys are bringing Joe Bob Briggs to do the last drive-in, which I'm sure everyone's stoked about. I'm super excited about it. What has been the coolest moment since you started Panifest for you, personally?
1: Oh, man. Um, Two that stick out, I think, immediately are when we brought in last podcast on the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool for me. Uh, I was a fan of the podcast, and also um, that was our first year we really brought in a big podcast as something Mm. that wasn't just movie related. Sure. And it went over incredible. We sold out two shows for it. (laughs) Nice. We brought in people that had never been to the festival, several from out of state that had never even been to Missouri. Um, So I think that helped kickstart things into kind of a next level, which is interesting because it wasn't even film related per se. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so many genre fans love that. And And it's
2: more Jason for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And then uh, (laughs) for Movie Crypt, when we brought in joe lynch and adam green yeah um we didn't know we were going to be the guest on the podcast <laughs> until, <laughs> until like 15 minutes before the podcast so we're like oh okay yeah we'll do that that's awesome uh and then uh patty was on there who brought in the perished who was you know a big fan of their podcast and joe lynch and so it was like making his dream come true and he came over from ireland yeah um so that was just a great moment like the whole night um and then lastly, I think for me in general, is just seeing everyone's reaction to the shorts. Sure. I live with them for so many weeks <laughs> and sometimes watch them two, three, four times and maybe more if I like one of them a lot. I'll just watch it again for my own amusement, which is kind of weird and feels like a punishment because why would I do that even more? Um, but seeing the reaction to those, whether it's you know in theater or if I can chat with someone in Gather virtually because we have mm. virtual... Sure. aspect of it just getting the reaction to see if they liked what i liked <laughs> yeah. um and the same reaction yeah i, I want to talk about yeah there's something
0: you just mentioned there that i really want to touch uh, touch base on on my side really quick and that is the gather place that you guys created this uh yeah what is it 16-bit 8-bit I, i'm i'm the difference between that 16-bit yeah. this little uh, basically cartoon little- cartoon that you can go into and I, I was playing around with it on the last couple of days just like mm. made a little character and was wandering around myself mm-hmm. and uh, not only can you go there and you can find reviews, find movies, find little clips and stuff like that, you can see our podcast other podcasts, you can actually play Gauntlet <laughs> <Like> <laughs> I, I played play Gauntlet like a little bit last night yeah. uh, I just I had to just go until I heard warrior needs food badly You know, <laughs> uh, but um, who came up with that? Who came up with that gathering place? That you because that is, I mean, I've been to a lot of film festivals in my you know forty plus years on this planet, and I've never seen something like that where people could actually interact after the film. You know, where they don't have to actually stand in a lobby and you know, but a virtual lobby instead.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I actually saw Nightstream do it during the pandemic, um, and I was attending that, and I went in, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, And then I I started digging into it, didn't even really intend for Panic Fest to use it at the time, but then I got kind of carried away (laughs) because, full disclosure, I'm a designer for my day job, and I kind of started geeking out over it a little bit, and (laughs) I went in and started doing more of an isometric design, so it's not even how they intend to use the platform, but I think it looks (laughs) a lot cooler. Um, And I was like, yeah, we could just bring the festival to life, especially during COVID and the hybrid last year, uh, for all the people that were virtual, and try and have them experience the theater in some ways uh, in this digital world. And I think I've really enhanced it this year to make it feel even more like the theater and the lobby and added extra rooms. There's hidden rooms in there. Um, There's camp creepy for downright creepy. And there's like a haunted doll room, which I have the haunted doll sitting here looking at me right now. Uh, with, a, with an EF meet, EMF meter ahead of it. So there's stuff uh, like that. There's board games. There's video arcade games. There's like a, D&D room. I, I a yeah. D&D room. I
0: remember saying a D&D room, I fell down some hole accidentally and <laughs> ended yep. up in the D&D d, d- d room. And you can play and, D&D, yeah. You can actually play D&D in there with friends. And the, the funny thing is, this, uh, website, our podcast actually started because me and Chris met at a and d game. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh Full on circle. top of that, um, your design for that I love because me and Chris have been, both been regular comers to the Screenland Alamo and stuff like that over the years that we lived in Kansas. I lived in Kansas City and he still does, but yeah, uh, I I love how much it does
1: look like the lobby. <laughs> it <might> be exactly <laughs> yeah. the lobby of the Screenland, so that's yeah, really cool. I, I tried. Yeah, we got all so four theaters it was, in there.
2: So uh... I, I love the virtual panic fest. It, it means people from around the country can experience it. But, um, so was that always the plan or is it in response and pandemic?
1: Completely pandemic driven. Okay. Um, <laughs> we normally have the festival in January each mm-hmm. year. We shifted to April primarily because of the pandemic. Sure. We were wanting to try and add some buffer in enough time. And of course we have to plan on the dates months in advance to try and be like, all right, we're going to announce the dates now. Um, so we were just kind of guessing, pandemic-wise, of like, all right, shots should be available. It should start to feel a little safer in general yeah. by April versus January. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and for the most part, you know, we're starting to get there, but not quite there. So we did 50% capacity, 50% theaters, yeah. and relied heavily on virtual. And we had a goal in mind, and we're like, look, let's just get through the year, Um and our programming arguably might have been the best it's ever been that year. <laughs> and we had our best attendance ever that year oh, yeah. as a virtual. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a happy accident. And until I think, until studios and independent filmmakers say no, we'll continue to at least offer virtual and hybrid. Yeah, uh, which I love because then with hybrid, you, you don't see okay. something in theaters. You got to make that tough choice on your schedule. Yeah. You can potentially, if it's available on virtual, go see it later in the week. So, yeah, I yeah.
2: definitely, did, I definitely did that when I came last year. I, I, mm. I saw 14 films over the other weekend. I'm like, well, I'm home. I want to watch more. So I definitely got, got like, uh, for example, a uh, Duncan or yeah. now it's the Pizza game Massacre. Was something I saw at home that I really wish I saw at theaters because I loved it so much, but um.
0: Yeah, and I, I do love that you made us part of the media format for this year because <laughs> last year I couldn't get him to shut up about it, and, and I, I couldn't go because I moved here to Tulsa at yeah. the time. And uh, this year now, he, you know, because of all the uh, stuff that you have virtually that I've been able to, I mean, like, we just, last week we got to see uh, when the screaming starts. Mm-hmm. Have you have you got a chance to watch that yet?
1: Yeah. part. Well, I'll say I started to watch the first part of it because uh, Adam it was kind of the pre-screener like I'll do mm-hmm. that with Adam sometimes mm-hmm. and be like I think this is gonna be good you need to check it out like oh my gosh uh, check dude, it like make it the priority type of thing right yeah like, push is, it to this the is, front this is like a top top priority
0: like the mm-hmm. moment that this thing goes nationwide where we, that, that people can view it everywhere it'll be one of our episodes definitely yeah. because <laughs> it, it very very the only way I like to say to people is uh, what we do in shadows it's very yeah. much feels that like that. The, but they have a twist in there, which I really love. So uh, good guys, too. Connor and uh, Ed, we had a great conversation with them earlier. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really well made. Yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. So in the in these past 10 fests, what's been the biggest challenge? Like, you know, not pandemic-wise, but, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think for Adam and I, you know, pre-planning continues to start earlier and earlier in the fest. <laughs> sure. Um like We opened submissions, I think, at the end of July this year. Normally, we would have done that in, gosh, I, I think October, November. So I bring that up because we're always like, well, how are we going to top what we did <laughs> last year? What can we do different to make it like even more exciting mm-hmm. from last year? And so we always start with guest because a lot of times films aren't – we don't really know from – uh, submission standpoint or what's going to be available from the studios, especially now when things get pushed out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so programming wise, we really don't know how that's going to unfold until we get toward the end of the submissions. Um, at that point, we've got a list in place and it's a matter of like, will something get knocked out from new stuff that comes in and what's going to be available from fest um, pre- previously. So like Sundance and South by, which aren't genre fest, but have genre films, we might be the first genre fest to get first run of that. Yeah. So, for us, it's always about, like, how can we make the fest better each year and different? And there's some staples that we've keep we've kept because they're kind of fan favorites, like Joe Lynch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just keep bringing him <laughs> back because he's, like, a friend of ours now. And yeah. if we can just bring him in and hang out and he can show us a movie and talk about something weird, then uh, we're all for that. Um, so, yeah, we've got some staples in there. And Nightmare Junkhead, who are kind of our podcast ambassadors that... Sure help everyone get acclimated yeah. and set, set up and you good know guys, good guys. Over yeah. It's yeah. a so good, and, good uh, podcast yeah. and great host. So yeah, mm-hmm. our, our biggest challenge is just trying to keep things fresh, bring things in that we like that, that worked before and then mix in the new stuff. Um, sure. And for me, the hardest part is apparently trimming down short films. I just, <laughs> I just keep <laughs> taking more and more. So,
2: so um, I guess, you know, you didn't, Ten festivals. You said you did it twice one year. What do you was? did you guys do it twice?
1: Yeah, so it was the first year. Um, 2013, we did it in... The first one we did in January, I think. I think I'm mm-hmm. remembering this correctly. The, no, the first one we did in April. And we did it at Screenland Armor and Screenland Crossroads. Oh, sure, just, yeah. okay. just Yeah, we just did it on the weekends. So we didn't it's have true. the middle... Uh, part of the fest because we were like, well, it makes more sense maybe to just put it on two weekends based because we didn't have as many films then. You know, we had sure. right twenty maybe <laughs> like with shorts. I don't remember exactly. And, and then we were we were like, well, the the release window in January makes more sense. Like at the theater, it's sure. more dead. Uh, we might get an advanced peek at some spring stuff. We might get some uh submissions from. From previous fest, kind of tailing off from the, the previous year, so like, well, let's just do it in January, and so we're like, okay, so we technically did it within a year span, Jeez. Uh, not not even, but we were just thinking about this the other day. We we've done like what uh, three fest within two years now because we did Tricks or Treats during yeah, the yeah. pandemic. That's kind of a stopgap. We ended up having <laughs> oh wow several yeah. several premieres on that virtually, but that was all virtual. Um, and then we did, you know, the panic fest in between those two. So it was kind of Mm -hmm. wedged in the middle. So we actually did like three within a two year span then. So since
0: you've done this for, you know, nine years, but you know, 10 altogether celebrations, um, what are some of the key points, like some of the memories that you have over the last 10 years where you're like, man, I can't believe that happened. I can't believe we did that or we were part of something like so great like that.
1: Yeah, I, we we were kind of talking about this. Adam and I were compiling the top twenty five films that we had yeah. screened, um, and the one that sticks out most to me, looking back on it, is what we do in the shadows, which you mentioned earlier. <laughs> like, how yeah. did we screen that? <laughs> it's so early. Because <laughs> um, now for, Tiki's like freaking everywhere, you know. Right? Like the yeah. guy, the guy does Marvel movies and Star Wars. I feel like I need to ask Adam this because he would have the file. I hope I feel like he did an intro for the film for panic (laughs) fest. I might be wrong about that since it's been so long ago, but that's one, that's a memory and like something that always sticks out to me, even though it was I think 2016, if I'm recalling that correctly, uh, like, wow, how did we get that film? And based on what it turned into and spun into and TV series, uh, and what those
0: guys have done. Action figures and yeah. coffee mugs. and <laughs> My wife wears
1: like two or three of their t-shirts. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild that we got that. That's the thing I think that sticks out the most.
2: So moving forward, like I know that you guys probably every year figure out how you're going to top it. But do you have like a goal
1: in mind? Oh, man. I mean... We've never truly sat down and discussed it because I don't know what it would ever mean. Yeah, like, sure. what if it ever spills outside of Screenland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, what if it expands at some point? I don't know what that would even look like landscape-wise, but sure. a little probably weird for the audience to be like, we have a streetcar that's eventually going to make its way from downtown over the river into nice. North Kansas City, uh-huh. and I mean, that is a bridge to transportation <laughs> um that could open open up doors for expanding but i don't know if that's truly possible it's always something in the back of my mind though you know what does 20 years look like are are we going to be around in 20 years um how can we expand it so i i think that's the biggest thing in my head i feel like it's a weird like what's the downtown baseball park question (laughs) kind of type of thing (laughs) uh are they still
0: talking about that in kansas city
1: uh, I believe so, yeah. Oh, my. I,
0: I, I used to live but, at the river market. I'm just like, every time they brought that up, it's like, no, no, yeah. I don't need more traffic down here. I'm yeah.
1: good. <laughs> it's. Like- I know. But yeah, it feels like like that type of thing, or it's something we, we need to consider maybe 20 years. But yeah, I think in terms of expanding it, we want to probably continue to bring in the extra stuff. Like, the films are always great, but it's kind of the break from the films uh, and some of that. Sure. Special or tying guests to the films, right? Like special events that way. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I think are always interesting and maybe unexpected a little bit. Um, outside of landing a major studio film early, like the Black Phone mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Th- I think those are probably the the things we'd most look forward to is continuing those studio relationships to mix in with our independent films to give you guys a early look at something big.
2: Yeah, I know dashcam is a Blue Mouse one mm-hmm. that's premiering this uh, this fest, and everyone's really excited about it. So
0: yeah, well, you watched from, it last night, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah for-
0: it's it it's it's. I,
2: I have so many questions for them. We were going to talk to them probably Friday, uh, Friday morning, and um, I I have so many questions written down about that movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Did I watch a movie? Was it no? <laughs> <laughs> no. Was it um, footage?" Yeah, Rob Savage that did Host, uh, which blew up during the pandemic because of how they shot it. And man, it's really spun into something cool for him opportunity-wise. And there's talks about Lionsgate redoing the Blair Witch and rebooting it. And his name's getting tossed around for that because of the medium he's been working in. So I think it's really cool. We
0: actually talked about that our last episode. (laughs) Actually, was talking about the Blair Witch Project being rebooted again. Yep. Now you being like, since you, you know you created Panic Fest and you, you you're obviously a big horror movie fan, um, everything from you know uh, downright creepy to the Panic Fest, of course. What are some of your influential like? What are some of your favorite horror? I'm not going to say what's your singular favorite. I hate doing the singular favorite because <laughs> there's no such thing. What are some of the horror movies over that you really enjoy that? Motivates you into doing this?
1: Yeah, gosh. In terms of influence, I think like a lot of horror fans that are probably our age started at you know VHS stores, Blockbuster, Video, Video World. Uh, my my dad, and mom taking me there. My dad would take me for the horror movies. My mom would take me for like games. Um, <laughs> but the memories there, I think, for films in general is kind of where it started and then the love for halloween and the crossover for horror films on that mm-hmm. my mom really encouraged the halloween side of things so um i think it's just kind of always been there and i feel like children's of the 80s and 90s especially
2: yeah <laughs> um, oh yeah
1: gravitate toward it just because it's nostalgic too and it was such a almost pop culture thing even more back then because it was just exploding with you know toys and merchandise and Freddy which was becoming just like (laughs) a fountain of merchandise I feel like Um, so I think that at a baseline but if we go into films um, I mean I love Halloween I love the shining right like staples Um, I, I also I think more modern I'd say The Strangers. I really love The Strangers. Oh, The oh, yeah. Strangers are very, like,
0: I feel like it's not talked about as much in horror <laughs> yeah. conversations as it needs to be.
1: And it's been around for, you know, over a decade now. Um, but Brian Bertino, who is the director of that, um, also did a, a film last year that I really loved. And I'm trying to think of the name of it, which is funny because I'm like, oh, I really loved it. It was like my favorite film, but it had kind of a long title and I'm completely blanking on it, probably because of sleep. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it right now. It's going to annoy the hell out of me. Um, but yeah, I was trying to think of some more modern day ones that, that really had influence on me and struck me. I mean, I think from a movie going experience more recently too, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. that's like uh, The
2: Ari s- stuff is blowing my mind now.
1: Somehow yeah. made me feel... Which doesn't happen very often, just like very uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> uh, when I was in the theater, are you talking about? Wait, wait, wait! I found. I, I looked up his IMDb. Are you talking about the Dark and the Wicked?
1: Yes, Jesus yeah, Christ! We, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, yeah, that that one. Like, yeah. That one took me by surprise and like really punched me in the gut. I was like, "Oh man, this is great. That yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, I will I 100% agree with that." Yeah, Yeah. we we have been
0: literally uh with, with our podcast, I swear to god, it is all the A24s, the Blumhouse, <laughs> like all of them like just thrown out. I think if it wasn't for those two studios alone, we would not have good horror movies coming out in this in this time frame because everybody else is kind of just rebooting, recapping, redoing the same thing over and over again. And A24 is actually giving you things like midsummer, where it's like the brightest horror movie you've probably ever seen here in my life.
2: Or or it, X. I mean, Ty West knew in X this is the best one I think he's ever done. So Oh yeah,
1: X yeah, is yeah. amazing. Have you seen yeah. that one? We so we tried <laughs> it's funny. We were at South by I think we saw every genre film, like, we all kind of divided and conquered. Mm -hmm. I think we saw every genre film we wanted, and that was the one kind of at the end of the night where, like, oh, we'll just all go to it because we don't have anything else to go through and cover at this point. We got in line. We were, like, 20 people deep before they cut us off. Oh, no. (laughs) But the thing was is that Adam had it, like, at the theater already (laughs) because it came out in three days, and he's like, well, I probably have the print at the theater or, you know, the... the Yeah. uh, file the theater right now waiting for me when i get back anyway so it wasn't that big a deal for him uh and then honestly it was going to come out a week later but yeah i didn't get a chance to go see that i was between uh, you mentioned this kind of before we started between being buried and uh fatherhood and panic fest, I was like, I'm not even going to be able to see that. <laughs> no, there's,
0: there's some things. Cause so it's me. I, not only do I do the movie website, I work in radio. Also, I, I do yeah. stuff for pro wrestling stuff. I do like, I'm, I'm a fan of like, I'm a super geek, like where I, <laughs> my thing is just, there's some, as soon as I get out of here, I literally am running to a radio station to do stuff. To yeah. do, and then I got to do another thing. Like I'm busy until 3am in the morning tonight. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to see it. I, I was, Following a lot on Twitter, the back and forth of like, this is the worst movie he's made, this is the best movie. Oh he's my made. god, which is really any movie, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's something else. Is uh, I, I like his other films, but this one to me is the one that gets more immediate, you know. I love his slow burn, so this one just it was amazing, and I can't wait uh, to see what else he does after this.
1: You mentioned a 24, too, something else we saw at South by. You guys should check out. That's coming out, I think, in June or August. Is Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? The okay. trailer just dropped today. It's from A twenty four. It's a weird kind of whodunit, okay. but it's a horror comedy, and David. Nice. Davids- Pete yeah. Davidson's in it actually, oh, no. okay. which is. Oh my in- gosh,
0: he is interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Oh, it so was it's
0: a- the uh, the girl from uh, uh, Maria Bakalov that was mm-hmm. uh, from Bakalov, uh,
1: yeah yeah from Borat. Borat. So yep. cool movie film yeah yep. Wow. So yeah, that's that's one you guys should get on your radar. Oh um, no, that's that's on the radar. I got it now. Uh,
0: that's definitely might be my next tattoo. Body, body, body. Right there.
1: <laughs> the poster, the poster's pretty cool. So yeah, keep that on your radar. Just bring that up because I just saw the trailer for it today. It just dropped. So
2: Dude, Tim, I want really to keep you for being on the podcast. By the way, this is uh, truly a thrill, and um, I can't wait for Thursday and every day after that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you asking. Um, we've still got some passes available. I think mm-hmm. we're going to cut them off tomorrow. Um, single tickets will be available walk up, probably only at that point for a few films. But yeah, we've got some stuff already selling out. But if anyone wants to, to know anything, you can follow us like literally everywhere at Panic Film Fest uh, or panicfilmfest.com. dot com
0: yeah they got they got information at panicfilmfest dot com they're also on they they got photos at instagram which is at panic film fest as well um i mean everything you can i mean and you're the designer for all this stuff right that's that's what i'm getting from everything i'm reading here like some of this dude I want you to design me a tattoo I literally <laughs> want to get your work tattoo
1: so i was going go ahead I was say someone did um from a festival last year, was it? So it was interesting because, uh, side tangent slightly, the eye from mm-hmm. our cat design from mm-hmm. 2019 uh-huh. was done by a friend of mine who is a tattoo artist. And so I used that cat design and then I pulled the eye that was out of the forehead as uh-huh. a design element to keep using. And so that is the one that someone got tattooed on them, ironically designed by a tattoo artist. So um, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was kind of funny. But yeah, most of the stuff that you see, like 90% of it is stuff that I have to crank out for the fest. <laughs>
0: I mean, I love, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I literally, I I would buy like button-up shirts with the designs. <laughs> so
2: okay, like, 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 going on. Still this one. Oh, like. there it is. Yeah, <laughs> see?
0: I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. So, just a few things so we can get all the information out there to our listeners. Um. So, besides panic, uh, panic Film Fest, if you can't go to Kansas City, there are ways to buy virtual tickets to watch virtual shows. Am I correct in saying that?
1: Yeah, that's correct. And those will be unlimited. So, you can buy those. We have some caps on the screenings themselves, mm-hmm. but it's like... 500 or something like that or (laughs) 250 on some so we typically don't see those sell out if you will uh so yeah the virtual passes are available you can also buy the single tickets on the virtual platform
0: okay because i know i'm not going to be there this weekend but i am coming down next weekend so i know i'm going to be coming in there because not only am i coming there for that uh but also vampire proms going on Saturday night (laughs) next week and which was funny because the two guys that were doing it, one text my wife and the other one text me <laughs> <Like> within <laughs> the same hour. That's it's funny. like I did see hilarious. that,
1: yeah. I saw that so, was going on. Yeah, the second weekend of Panic is more chill. It's usually our best of fest programming. So whatever performed the best during the week and the weekend, we reprogram that weekend for in-person experience. Uh, but yeah, everything is... Uh, That's available online. You can go on Panic Film Fest and click on choose your schedule and you'll see which ones are exclusive in theater or exclusive online. And that'll help you build your schedule out, too, because you may see something that's online that's also in theater. But you will want to go see the movie that's in theater only first to make sure you see it. And then if you have to catch the other one online later. So something to keep in mind.
2: All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for being on, and um, I can't wait for this weekend. For basically starting Thursday on, I'll be uh, be there for everything. It's like, super exciting. So
1: awesome, okay. man! Thanks
0: uh, for trying. Really the time. quick, Chris. Let, let me do an outro real quick, and, no, and uh, <laughs> we'll get get everybody out of here so we can all go. So he can take a nap, and I can run to a studio, and you can go with your back dog. To work, yeah, already got to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to oh, mow dude. the lawn. I I just weeded the lawn. Literally, like I weeded the lawn and took a shower, came straight in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like, yeah. After the age of thirty-five, man, it's not fun anymore. No, it is not.
1: (laughs) not It's not all. just keep going i need 12 hour days so i can just sleep faster <laughs> I, need,
0: I need like i need to be able to only sleep 2 hours a day so like I everything cuz i when do i get chances to play video games or read a I book know. i want to read or whatever happens to do something All right, that's going to do it here for me and Chris from Movies Don't Suck and Something New. We have Tim Kempton here, and we're doing Panic Fest. Now, remember, Panic Fest is going to be in North Kansas City at the Screenland. You can go there. You can buy tickets at panicfilmfest.com. It is from April 28th to May 8th, and it is some of the best. Best movies in horror. Me and Chris have had the chance to talk to some of the directors, actors, and see some of the films. You will believe me if you like anything in the horror, thriller, psychology, anything that, like that that you just love, you are going to enjoy it, guys. Thank you, Tim, for coming out and thank you for being a part of Movies on Suck and Something to Do Panic Fest review. All right, you hit the music there for a oh, second. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And of course, since this wasn't live, everything will be an edit.